welcome to the Late to the Game podcast with me, your host, Ellie, and the gorgeous Ned with the voice of a sultry angel, according to our listeners. Ned, hey, how have you been? What do you make of your newly found voice fame? And what have you been playing? (laughs) I think it's just because I've been recording late at night um, (laughs) and I have to kind of talk a little bit quieter because the kids Stop. are <laughs> so, so this is the first time that I've recorded during the daytime so hopefully I don't let people down <laughs> so what have you been playing lately oh not much uh, and I think it um, ties in uh, really well with to the, today's theme <laughs> uh, which will come to come to soon um, I am going to start streaming um, soon. I know I've been talking about this for ages. Um, you know, Promise as uh, long as I've been streaming. <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, but I think it might help me get through Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla. Um, you know, this is the third episode and I'm still talking about that game. I want to get through it though. And, and the reason I want to get through it is because I finished every single right. Assassin's Creed game up until this point. And the uh, expansion that's about to come is set in Ireland and I want to play right. it and and it, I know it the gameplay isn't going to be much better because it's expansion of the same game uh, but I still do want to play it and by the way as I said on previous episodes just in case you haven't heard the, <laughs> my previous reviews of this game it's not a bad game right by any stretch of the imagination the story is pretty good it's okay right uh, the characters are okay the battle system meh I don't like it I don't like the fighting I don't like the stealth um, I think it's been done better in other Assassin's Creed games, but like it's a it's a good six point five seven out of ten game. You know, it's not bad, um, but it's just huge. Mm. And those two things combined, both being very average and being huge, yeah, it makes a monumental me. struggle. Yeah, <laughs> killing me right now. <laughs> so uh, that's what I play. I've recently downloaded the new Odd World game. Ooh. It's already there to be played. And, and did of, you play the old ones? I did uh, a lot. And if there was platinum trophies or if there was trophies at all on the original PlayStation, I would have absolutely had the platinum on, on both, both of those original <laughs> games. Uh, it's been so long, though, I, I can't. And I, and I know there is on the most recent, I know they re-released them for PlayStation 4 um recently so i could go back and play them again and get the platinum but i don't fancy it i don't want to (laughs) (laughs) and i just i want to circle back to something that you said uh about the stealth and battle mechanics of valhalla Mm. um why where does it fall short what could it do differently because i know i've actually through our just you know doing the last couple episodes we've actually gotten some people like messaging in and being like i feel kind of like Eh, about Valhalla too, but I don't know why. And yeah. so, like, maybe try to put that into words for other people that might be struggling with that as well. Okay, well, on on the stealth and, stealth and battle mechanics, uh, I think the stealth uh, it's way too easy to be seen. Do you also <laughs> find it insane that there is a stealth game for Vikings? Yes, it doesn't really fit <laughs> in with it. No, they do try to justify it. Uh, there's a visitor from. The Middle East, which is uh, kind of tying in with that original Assassin's Creed um, lore. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- this game is set before the uh, original game by about 200, 300 years. And so there's there's a, a tie in there. This guy comes and he visits and he's sort of uh, advising your clan a little bit and advising you and you're learning some tricks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from him. So there's a little bit of... Uh, 
of a narrative reason why you're a stealthy Viking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's just not implemented anywhere near as well as the stealth has been in previous games. I just find myself getting caught so easily. And once I'm seen once, the, the whole... Um, oh, there's no going uh, back from that. Settlement and fort. Yeah. And I mean, I think we're past that in games at mm. this stage, surely. Um, the stealth isn't done as well as the stealth was done in um, Ghosts of, of Tsushima, for instance. Mm. And, you know, they that's the best Assassin's Creed game that's been released in ages. And it wasn't an Assassin's Creed game. Um, <laughs> also, and, and the battle, uh, the battle system, the actual uh, fighting mechanics, uh, they've changed the buttons, which, okay. okay. I mean, that might be just me being a little bit curmudgeon but it just even <laughs> doesn't feel that, that good. It's either way too difficult. And give me a rundown for people that are in my boat that haven't played it. What, what controls yeah. are doing what? You, you you know you're blocking you're avoiding you're hitting it's that usual sort of mechanic um but like does it feel unnatural like are, like are you like suddenly using circle for you know shooting yeah you're or... using or you're using or <laughs> one for hitting rather than square for hitting for the oh. most part and that that feels just a little bit different now you can get used to that but uh, just the timing of it all just doesn't feel great and at a certain point you sort of it becomes way too easy um, you know, I'm dual wielding uh, axes right now at the moment, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a secondary move on my on my secondary axe which just goes in <laughs> like a like a kid would go do. If they had two axes <laughs> For anyone that uh, you know, this is a, an audio medium. The visual that I just got was extraordinary. It looks kind of like those insane inflatable things that they put outside of car uh, dealerships. <laughs> the the arms were going wild. They were having their own adventure just now. <laughs> Yeah, he just sort of flails in, or she, uh, I'm playing female Ivor at the moment, um, and uh, they flail in, and uh, it the, the, the enemy is dead really quickly. It, it's, I don't know, I just don't find it satisfying at all mm. in the way that I found previous. I mean, I found Assassin's Creed um, Origins uh, much more satisfying, the, the, bat, the uh, fighting in that, uh, although not great um ghost of tsushima uh, again maybe it's ruined me a little bit i just absolutely love it's just an extraordinary game <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and there's, there's problems with that game too but definitely the fighting uh, in that game i felt amazing you know mm. I, felt, I felt great and i just don't feel that way in assassin's creed which you know you're a viking you want to feel badass and i just never feel particularly badass uh, and in, in uh, i definitely it... don't feel like um kratos in any way you know right I think that would be a really hard one True. to 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 compete with. But again, like this is like our last episode, like this is one of the kind of disadvantages of being late to the game. Uh, like you're playing these other competitors that have just blown it out of the water. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you have to play. Well, I, well, actually, no, maybe that's not late to the game. Because Valhalla just came out with the PS5 release. So it, it is. And, and, the, th- and the games, with the exception of Ghost of Tsushima, the games I'm comparing it to are the same, are from the same series. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just think that the 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 stealth and, and fighting mechanics were better in Origins, uh, which is the Egyptian one, and then mm. Odyssey, sorry, is the Greece, G- Greek one. Uh, they were just they were just better, in in, in my opinion. Um mm. And Ivor, I've I've talked about this before. Uh, you know, to to my to the reason many people are finding it meh. Uh, Ivor is just a bit bland, and I've mm. played both female and male Ivor. They both have you know pretty similar 
readings of the lines. I don't find one much better than the other. Uh, yeah, you seem to have, uh, with your gaming adventures, it seems to often where a game will be your downfall is uh, the voice acting. That seems yeah. to be like absolutely crucial to the way you play a game and to the way you feel about a game. Yeah, just I suppose it just it brings it brings the the game to life really. I mean, because you can have great um, narrative dialogue written, uh, mm. but if it's read in a in a poor way, um, you know, or if it's read in a great way, it brings relatively modest <laughs> narrative. <together. laughs> you're an audio, you're an audiobook listener, same as yes. myself, and uh, it's the same thing. Uh, I was recently reading um, audio reading. Um, Bernard Cornwall's uh, last, the Last Kingdom series, which is very mm-hmm. much like the the Valhalla series, uh, mm-hmm. the Valhalla game, and uh, the narrator, the original narrator, was great, and they changed it for the fourth book, and all of a sudden the book it sounded boring, it sounded dull. So yeah. a narrator can just change, uh, or, or or voice acting can just change the way the story is. Absolutely, think, in, in many ways. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Anyway, I mean, like in in an audiobook. I would think definitely the narrator obviously is the most important part of it because it's the thing that's giving you the story. I'm just surprised that it affects you so much in games where you've got so many other aspects that are giving you the story. But the topic today is gaming slumps. And so that's why this opening is kind of just struggling through, you know, like what games are we still playing um, and I just wrote a piece about Horizon Zero Dawn because I'm like kind of still playing this game. And um, I mean, that's one that you've talked about. Voice acting is also just dreadful. Um, I mean, Aloy is, is, is good. Um, you know, I, I don't think she is absolutely amazing. You know, and that, that might be go against maybe some of the the um reviews that we hear of that game sometimes mm. but but where my real problem lies in it is in all those secondary character characters i think yeah. some of them are dreadful <laughs> they um are. just really poor sona poor, poor sona she sona. was supposed to be so cool and she just sounds awful because they have this they have this when they introduce sona and they have this scene where she you know she it's takes down a sawtooth and she comes in and the music's epic and she looks the design of the character is mm-hmm. amazing and then she opens her mouth and she sounds like a bad impression of Tina Turner. It's You're so right. <laughs> dreadful. And, it is. And she's the only one that's coming to mind right now, but I know there's so many NPCs that you meet that they're, uh, you know, they're not important characters whatsoever. Um, but man, they're, they're tough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I know there's a lot of people that are like, what, what is the, the actor's name that plays Aloy? Ashley Birch, I think, isn't it? There are some diehard fans for Ashley Birch, and I just don't feel it. I think she was perfect as Chloe in uh, Life is Strange, absolutely perfect. But mm-hmm. I feel like she brings that exact attitude, that exact inflection pattern to every character I've heard her voice. Like, Aloy is Chloe. Like, if you close your eyes and they yeah. said the same line, like, it would sound exactly the same. And um, And it's just, I don't find it to be that impressive or moving as a performance goes but but besides that i'm still playing the absolutely phenomenal and beautiful final fantasy 7 remake and i am just head over heels in love with this game i'm so happy everything about it is just 
delicious and delectable and perfect. Like I don't even care. Like so last uh last night on stream I did um I just did like a little fetch quest at the beginning, but it was like I was just finding children to round up to uh take them back to school or whatever. And but like even in it you're still you're going through this this environment of like the slums that are somehow beautiful and it's just because of Aerith's touch on everything. And the kids all have these like fun stories. And after you end that fetch quest, it sends you on like a battle quest to fight like what they call the Toad King. And um, and the, the teacher is, you know, in short bursts is giving you bits about her life, about what's hard for her at the moment. And it's just this really lovely smattering of contextualization with like a really lighthearted fetch quest. Um, and that's that's what I like need in a, an open world kind of game. And, uh, you know, you had a recent article there on your blog recently. For anyone that doesn't know, they should go and visit uh, the blog and, and and read her recent article on <laughs> uh, Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn, just early, early, early opinions on the game. And you mentioned one of your, your issues was side quests. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that quest that you're talking about, about going to find the kids, it is just a simple uh, fetch quest. And mm-hmm. they can be implemented in such a terrible way. Yeah. And I do know that there's some people that didn't like some of the uh, side quests in Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. Remake as well. But if you compare it to Horizon, what they're doing on that fetch quest where you're doing this totally sort of, you know, in some ways, dumb thing, you know, you're just after blowing up reactors and you're facing Sephiroth and all this sort of stuff and all of a sudden you're going after kids, but it's given Ares um, some 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 context and why they why they love her and what she's giving to the world and and really the the softness that might just be there under yeah. clouds, tough exterior, you know, um, that's what I don't feel exists in um in in Horizon, for example, mm. um, and not not I don't want to go back to to bashing Horizon, but yeah, because again, as we've said again, I think we need to reiterate because Valhalla is a good game, Horizon is a good game. We're just very privileged to be playing exceptional games, and we are critiquing them at you know a, a high expectation level. And I think that just needs to be said. Like we're not saying these are bad games at all. We're just saying no, this is our issue with it. Yeah, and I, I've platinum to rise, and I think it is exceptional yeah. in many ways, mm. um, but not not when it comes to its its side quest. Um, its world building is amazing, but it's done through all of these data points, and you make this point so well. It's something that Thank I never you. considered. Um, all of that data point lore is amazing. It's mm-hmm. re- it's some of the best stuff in the game if you re- take the time to read it. But you know, many people don't take the time to read that stuff. Why not? put all of that lore into the side quests in some mm-hmm. sort of you know side character that's trying to figure out the past of the world and yeah uh, this you know I, look i'm not a quest designer or writer i know this, this is something that you're thinking about doing um this is what um writers i, I just i'm surprised that they as you said they those people just obviously weren't in the same room as each other at any point. <laughs> yeah um yeah, that's that's definitely where my issue lies with it because there is some beautiful context that they create. They just don't implement it everywhere that they could, and I don't, I, I didn't understand why that wasn't the case. Mm. But without further ado, this week's topic is gaming slumps. So, what are <sighs> gaming slumps? You know, gaming slumps are when. You are either, you know, stuck in the same game or won't go back to a game that you've been playing or just 
aren't playing games for whatever reason. Um, so what's what's one of your reasons that you get into a gaming slump? Well, I mean, let's let's talk about my current slump. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've already done that. Yeah, we won't cover Valhalla the entire I, time, but <laughs> I, I won't I won't spend too long on it. But that's a that's a good example. It's it's a game that I'm just I'm not finding too much joy in. I'm I'm finding it a slog, and so you know, there's a resistance, there's a tension every time that I decide. Well, what am I going to do with that free error that I have right now? Do I really want to sit and go through some some sort of uh, game that i'm not enjoying uh so that's definitely um one of the biggest causes of, of slums for me is just the sheer size of some of these games and if they're anything less than exceptional it's it's hard to kind of uh, keep going and keep the the momentum up on on those huge games mm. um I, if valhalla was was 20 hours shorter i'm sure that i wouldn't be having that slump but it would feel paced yeah. in a better way you know <laughs> what an insane thing to say as well like imagine any other medium imagine yeah. like a movie or something and it was just like if it were 20 hours shorter i think i could do it because that still <laughs> makes it what like 100 hours 80 hours oh like, easily yeah it's a massive massive game like we're not talking about small time commitments here and uh yeah so to just uh, to not focus your gameplay and to I don't know. It just seems wild to me to make games that are so unbelievably long without giving meaning to the side parts of it. I, yeah, I don't know. So what? What is what's creating this slump for you right now at the moment with um, with Horizon? Because I know you you've said uh, in many different places on live streams <laughs> and on your on your blog, you still intend to fin- finish this. I do. Yeah, if it seems to me because at least I have a reason why I want to finish Valhalla. You know, it's, it's on the on the back of a history of of, of years of playing the series. Right. Uh, what's keeping you playing Horizon? You you because... could just. I mean, if it's the story, you could just watch that on YouTube. Absolutely not. Who do you think I am? <laughs> um, but <laughs> because I, um, as a person, am ridiculous and a completionist, and so I find that. Even and then, and because people have talked about how good the story is, and whenever I get pieces of the main mission, I find myself to be incredibly moved and incredibly interested in it. It's just that I'm not getting them quickly enough that it's making it feel like a bit of a slog for me. But, um, yeah, I mean, what's keeping me going is the main mission. Like, whenever I get to it, like, I just need to, in my brain, when I'm playing this game, I just need to vow off side quests, at least for the next, like, few points in the main mission, because I just am not interested enough in the side area to keep me going. And also, I just, this is, so this kind of ties into another one. Um, I'll be talking about boss battles in a second, because I'm sure everyone can empathize with that. But, um In Horizon, you're just never safe. Like you are on the hunt or you are hiding. Like you are absolutely never safe. And I was starting to feel comfortable with the game, was starting to think, okay, maybe I'll shift the difficulty up, something like that, get it like a bit fresher for me, a bit more of a challenge. And then I enter the desert where there are storm birds. So now there are (laughs) birds that you have to fight. And what are the glint hawks, I think they're called? Glint hawks, yeah. Those things are fucking terrible. They're just (laughs) awful. And so like 
When you take down something, something that's been difficult, Glintox are absolutely no doubt in the distance waiting to collect whatever you just took down so that you can't even reap the benefits of what you just took down. And or they're going to come after you in a pack of three. And it's just the idea of never feeling safe and barely having a story thread to hang on to is what's making it quite difficult for me. Yeah, I think your point about never feeling safe, I think, is really important because that goes to the the question of pacing. Absolutely. And and, uh, open world pacing is difficult. Of course it is because you're leaving the the entire world open to the player. So how do you pace something when you don't know whether the player is just going to go off for 20 hours and ignore the main mission? Mm -hmm. But it's been done. Uh, well in the past and uh, the probably i think the best example of good pacing in an open world game is red dead redemption i, I know that's a game that you've to, it's on yeah, the list um come across or to to, to, to play yes uh, but the, you know there's one mission where you go fishing with your two buddies mm. um and you you row out in a boat and you you fish and there's story and there's context and you're Absolutely. learning about these characters and you know as a player um shit's not going to go down on this mission you know you you, mm. it's, you you have a trust in rockstar that this isn't just another side mission that's going to right. uh you know be a way to kind of showcase their their battle system or mm-hmm. their you know the the, the the gameplay um and it just gives you these little pockets and these little moments of of safety yeah the wicker is a really good example of it as well i mean there's mm. the obviously there's the the whole side mission where they where they are actually main mission actually where they where they go <laughs> drink, where they go drinking and you can choose to keep on extending that and extending Absolutely. that and extending that and there's some really good um good examples of that in the expansions that you will eventually play um <laughs> uh you know having having little moments like that uncharted 2 did it even it doesn't even have to be an open world game mm. where you end up in the himalayas and you're in that village and you're just walking around yeah and you're playing with the kids mm-hmm. and it's just a short amount of time that you need just you need that levity moments. absolutely yeah. There needs yeah. to be there needs to be time for the plot to breathe because if you're constantly constantly at like an eight or nine of anxiety, it's you're gonna get desensitized. You're just gonna feel like okay, this game is just anxious. I but like now this is my constant, and you don't want fear and anxiety to be your constant in a game, especially a game that's not a horror game. Um, so yeah, it's just it's the looping of that. Like there just needs to be more times of levity and and relaxation, uh, so that it's not always tipping into anxiety. And I mean to tie it in with with, with slumps. I mean if you're always uh, experiencing that tension uh, mm. in, in a game, and 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 there's no. I mean we're both musicians. You know there's there's tension and resolving in music. That's mm-hmm. that's fundamental to to, to mm-hmm. good composition. Uh, you don't always want to leave people in this sense in this, this state of tension. Mm. Um, and uh, and and if if a game is doing that to you. Um, then you're going to have a, a resistance to sitting down and playing it because you know you aren't going to have those those moments, you know. Mm. Um, so I think uh, you know I, I can absolutely see why why Horizon uh, in particular would would cause that slump. Um, yeah. For me, I think at the time that I played Horizon, I was able to kind of power through it a little bit more. Um, I had mm. a lot of time on my hands, so so those that that those moments of tension seemed like less because I was just playing it over quite a short period of time and a lot of gamers do that and then they're like yeah why aren't you enjoying this game well <laughs> you know i'm experiencing it over time and, and it's a harder game to play over time mm. um one of my reasons for um uh, gaming slumps is um you know fomo uh fear of missing <laughs> um 
because I, I jump from game to game. So and, wait, I mean, I want to clarify yes. that you get FOMO, so you just don't play. Well, no, I, I, well, I'm, I'm interpreting slump a little bit differently then. Okay, okay. Because I am playing. I'm just not playing anything with any sort of depth. Okay. Uh, or um, uh, uh, I'm not really experiencing games because I'm, I'm playing two hours of a game here and then I'm jumping to another game. And then I'm, so I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm not playing. I'm just not really progressing on anything is, is, okay. is my is my definition for for this point okay obviously um because yeah so many games come out um and i don't know i mean the the games that are coming out on playstation plus for instance right now at the Mm. moment are on game pass on xbox they're really top end games that are coming out absolutely disco elysium final fantasy oh man i want to play disco elysium so bad do Um, it i do no one is Um, stopping you you have to well well it's it's for it's not not a free game (laughs) so i need to buy it first (laughs) Uh, but but yeah there's i mean there's so many games that i want to play uh that i yeah i don't i don't dig into them enough Mm. and i mean in a related probably different point but in a related point to that is um a sort of a sense of paralysis that I get when I look at my games library <laughs> or the, the store. It's just like so many options um, that I don't know where to start sometimes. And see, I can attest to that library as well because it's a library we share. Um, so for right. me, for me, it's like, you know, the moment of like Belle and Beauty and the Beast going into the library of like the massive amounts of volumes and everything. But um, for for Ned, I'm sure, you know, you walk in and it's like, okay, Five of these games I haven't played to completion, but which one is the one to start? <laughs> way more than that, because no I've been, you know, I've been su- subscribed to PlayStation Plus since it since it became a thing years oh. ago, and so every month I've been collecting those two or three free games. And you know, I've I've had my long three four month slumps um, yeah. at, at times, and, and and but still collected those games. So there's a ton of games on that library that I that I haven't played. And then to go into the store and see all these games that are getting wonderful reviews, and as and they I, have such know, good sales, and such good sales, such and good I've, sales. I've, <laughs> I've done that so many times as well, where I might have a few euro and I see something for sale, and I, go, I better get this when it's on sale. So now that's in the library, mm-hmm. and and I just can't make this decision about what I'm going to play next. So I play nothing. I have sat down multiple <laughs> nights in a row, like Netflix. You know, we have this <laughs> yeah. decision paralysis with Netflix, and I I've done that. So that's caused me slumps plenty of times. Um. So yeah, I, and I'd see those related to each other maybe a little bit, you know that that, mm. get, that library paralysis, but also that FOMO and and playing too many things and and nothing with great depth. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, for me, I think probably there are two things that I can probably pin uh, the blame on for my gaming slumps, but one of them definitely would be boss battles. So. Um, <laughs> And it's not even like, I mean, you can attest to this. Like, it's not like I'm actually bad at games. Like, it's it's just, I get to a point where I think my brain has processed so much data that it actually just can't keep fighting. Like, um, so for instance, for Final Fantasy VII Remake, there is this lead up part where you're destroying the reactors and then you're destroying... Um, parts to an airbuster which is this massive uh machine that you're going to be fighting very soon 
And it, there's this huge, huge lead up. And I just like had to take a break before I even started it. And then I went back like the next day and it took ages for me to fight this Airbuster. And it was like a delicious challenge. And I found out that cloud is useless. But uh, <laughs> but so I, I, I played through that so many times. I think I think I had to do that battle maybe five or six times. Um, and that's, you know, after a certain point that gets, that gets very frustrating, but I played it and I kept doing it. But then after that, you know, spoiler, but after that Airbuster fight, you fall through the floor and into another boss battle. Like the game was like, right, you've played eight hours of this one chapter. Now it's time to just back to back, like high tension. You're going to be fighting these bosses. And I just, I got so frustrated. I actually just didn't play Final Fantasy for a week. Um, (laughs) Like Reno just was kicking my ass because he could he dodges at the speed of light. Like he's so, so, so fast. Um, and with Cloud, you can't you don't make up your like you don't get points so that you can use spells on him until you do physical damage. And that's what's so frustrating. So he was dodging out of the way, and I was like, I am trying to hit you so many times and I'm not getting anywhere. Um, so I put it down for a week. Because I was just like, I can't play Reno. I just can't play against him. I don't know why this is so hard. Built it up in my head. And then literally, I didn't play any games for that week. And then when I loaded up my PlayStation, it was straight into Final Fantasy. And it was like, restart from last battle. And I was like, yes. And I beat him the first time. And and it's just like, why did I do this to myself? (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I've I've definitely had those experiences. Um, And, you know, a lot of the time I just switch the difficulty down (laughs) i refuse i absolutely refuse i won't let them get me (laughs) Uh, i mean i I kind of feel like part of part of that problem with with that particular example that you're giving because i i I definitely agree with you i think boss battles and frustrating boss battles have just you know if anyone watches ps access at all uh, you'll see that rob got to a certain point on bloodborne and his character for like six years that's a that's the ultimate slump um, <laughs> but i think the example that you give there is definitely i think the boss was is a frustrating one but it's oh, also it there's a pacing thing there as well because you're you're expecting to after this airbuster has been built up for ages and mm. then you beat him you're expecting okay there's going to be some exposition here there's going to be some relief here you, you meet aries uh, and you're you're about to go on a, a little bit of a journey with her mm. and all of a sudden this happens it's like, oh, well, this isn't fair. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> but um, see, that's I said something I actually kind of value. Like, right. I I know with all the complaints that I've had about like pacing and stuff and like loops and stories, um, like the Uncharted uh, series, for example, at least the two that I've played, they are, you know, very methodical, formulaic loops. And when I say that, I mean, there's, you know, there's time for exploration there's a there's a gunfight and then there is you know like moving on to the next like a puzzle or something yeah, or you or a, cut, a cut yeah. scene and, yeah. yeah so so the loop is it's it's your your protagonist's function throughout the entire thing so whether that's like exposition puzzle gunfight that's how uncharted moved through their loops but i really like that in this one it's um it's done in such a way that you're kept on your toes but you don't feel uncomfortable for too long. Um, and that's something I, I really am appreciating about it because like I started getting, I, I was like raring to fight 
the airbuster after you went through so many, like that is a pacing error, but you go through so many levels of taking pieces off of the airbuster that like when you get, like every time you go through a new set of doors, you're like, oh my God, just let me fight it. Like, just let me get there now. And it, and it gets to that, like that kind of agitation where like you're feeling kind of like your party. You're feeling like Barrett where you're like, let's just take them down. And so I, I definitely appreciated that kind of pacing, but I still felt hard done by. <laughs> it feels like you're giving them too much credit there that they're trying to actually make you feel like Barrett. Though. Maybe. I, 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 <laughs> I really just feel like they had. I think an, it could have done an, three. An eight error section of the game <laughs> in the original that they needed to flesh out to be a full game and there are certain i love final fantasy 7 remake but there uh-huh. are certain sections that are just like we need to make this 20 minute section into two hours yeah we just need the player doing busy work um you know there's it's one of you know it's probably the thing that lets the game down a little bit and Mm. maybe instead of being a 10 it's probably like a nine because of that yeah yeah i mean in that particular section as well like you and i've talked about this at length because i was like why is this so long but um so there's i think there's five sections where you're methodically taking pieces off of this this giant machine and it's building up this idea in your head of like oh my god this thing is menacing that you're going to be fighting and it is but it, it could definitely uh you know, you could have peeled away two of those extra little sub levels for sure. Like, give it three times that you're taking apart this this creature and then fight it. Um, right, and the sub levels are all the same as well. So, I mean, exactly, the, the it's build monotonous. Isn't necessarily the problem. I think that's quite cool that you're you're doing all these little side things to kind of make the eventual boss battle a little bit easier. But it's also mm. kind of building up the tension of this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just that the levels are all very, very similar to each other sure. in, in that particular build-up. I think that was one, one of my problems with it. But um, mm. yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I just kind of th- think that, like that, you know, when you finish that airbuster, you just want that relief and that you, the fact that you didn't you get, get a it, little I, relief, you get Aerith. You Which fall is, into a, a, a flower patch and she's like, hey, <laughs> and she's like, you know, just being cute, Aerith. And then immediately is like, want to be my bodyguard? <laughs> so like, I don't know. I feel like it was a relief, but maybe it is because I gave myself that week break, you know, like I, I personally had space to to digest that. So one of my um, biggest uh, slumps recently um Although I think I managed it well at the time, um, mm. but, I, but it could have ended up in a much bigger slump, uh, was just finishing an impactful game. Yeah. Um, so without getting into any details about the game itself, uh, I finished Last of Us 2 uh, recently. Now, I loved the first game. I played it three times, but I, for whatever, the last year has been tough, uh, obviously, for everyone. Uh, and I just didn't get around to playing Last of Us 2 when it came out. So I played it fairly recently. And the end of that game left me, I wasn't able to sleep. I watched the entire credits just, mm. I'm not even going to say sad, um, just more moved than uh, any piece of art has moved me in um, in in a long time. Mm. And that could have ended up in a huge slump and has that finishing impactful games like that in the past has ended up in a slump because like what do you follow it with you right you, you want to still exist in that world you want to know more 
um, it's hard to follow up a game like that with something silly, mm, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you want a game that feels exactly like that again, and you can't find that, right. and 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 that can be that can be um, that can put you off playing for a while. Um, I dealt with that by playing something that was short and colorful and beautiful, and I played it with my daughter as well, which mm. is Concrete Genie. And that got me over over that slump. Um, I think it was just it was the perfect choice to kind of um, decompress after <laughs> the last. Of Us. And, and and anyone that's that that's listening that has played Last of Us knows what I'm talking about with Last of Us Two. Um, I loved the second act of that game. Um, for anyone that's listening, you know what I'm talking about. I absolutely loved it, and I know that's where a lot of people. Um, decided that this series wasn't for them anymore. Mm. I absolutely loved it. I, that was what made the game for me, in fact. Um, but it was the end of it. The very last three hours. Mm. Um, just, I found so difficult, uh, you know, questioning character, humanity, um, questioning... Questioning um, humanity. <laughs> a- absolutely. Just I mean, that's, a full-blown existential crisis. Well, that's what that game is, though. I mm. mean, that that is why it has won all of these awards. It, it very much questions humanity and our ability to have relationships with each other and, and what happens when um, the things that we take for granted in the world that we live in today are taken away from us. What is humanity in a world like that? So, yeah, I mean, it seems like a an, such an existential point, but I don't think there's any less of a word will describe it, really. Mm. Um, so, yes, so that, that could have ended up in a slump. It has in the past, but I managed to negotiate and maneuver around that slump this time. So would you, um, would you definitely, like, well, maybe not definitely always, that feels way too certain. But would you suggest for people that are in like a kind of gaming slump for such an instance as that to play something as the antithesis of it rather than chasing the same feeling like how you went Last of Us to Concrete Genie? What Do you think that would probably be effective more often than not? Because I play a lot of the same kinds of games even when I get into a slump. And so I actually don't know about yeah, that. I- I, th- I think we we underestimate the value of short games. Um, mm. You know, Concrete Genie, yeah, yes, it was colorful, and yes, it was a very different type of game. And I, I think they probably did help. But actually, I think what really did help was the shortness of it. Mm. Uh, it was just something that I knew um, that uh, after having this huge moving experience, this was just going to be a short um uh, little journey through uh, something something beautiful. It, mm. it helped that I was playing it with my daughter as well. Yeah, and of she course. loved painting all the genies and she loved bringing them to life and creating all different types. So that that was that was lovely too. Um, but yeah, I think you know after you finish an old, a, a huge open world, uh, getting into a new big open world is is yeah, it's daunting. Look, I'm sure there's plenty of people that can can do it, but if you find yourself going into getting into these slumps regularly maybe question the the pacing of we talk a lot about pacing today but how you're scheduling your games maybe you need a a shorter game like journey or rhyme or uh you know even even when um oh rhyme is a really beautiful game with a very um moving experience about a a child in a sort of a make-believe world uh it's only about uh six hours long i, I don't do want to talk that, too much I about know it what because that game is actually yes, yes. yeah yeah that's Move, a powerful really experience yeah mm-hmm. 
So, uh, but playing a shorter game like that just might help you. What what do they call it? A palate cleanser? Um, a, yeah. Um, a sorbet of sorts. Yeah. Um, sniff sniff you... some coffee beans. <laughs> yeah, I, I your coffee you beans that. game. <laughs> I mean, we don't go from one main course to the next. Well, some of us do, but um, you know, if you find yourself slumping regularly i think that might be a way to mm. to help with that or if you find yourself maybe you're, you're having that games library paralysis that yeah. i've often found myself having pick a shorter one because yeah. you're not committing to anything that's going you, you get to go back to your games library soon and yeah play you know. a moving walking sim you know yeah, just totally. like pick up edith finch and dedicate three hours to uh feeling a little existential there <laughs> Right, and I know you haven't been a fan of them, but what, you know, I uh, the Life is Strange. I was a fan of that games, one. With, with the with the Life is Strange games, though, um, I actually like that episodic nature of games. Mm. I, you know, I think I, I could like too. Bite size. I know you just didn't like the game in particular, that Life yeah. is Strange game, but um, I do. I, I, a lot of people hate the episodic nature of 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 some of these things, and I actually think I, I could I be think wrong. It's nice. Uh, I do too. Because it's know, like, here's this package of two hours, three hours for you to play. You don't have right. to make that choice. Like, yes. we're going to pace it so that you are done at the end of these three hours. I think well, that's it's, nice. It's it's kind of like uh, what Netflix and Disney and, and other providers like that are starting to do now. Like, Netflix used to put every show out day one on right. Netflix. They've stopped, well, or at least for the most part, have stopped doing that. And they're rolling mm-hmm. series out. We've gone full week. circle. <laughs> because what they've realized is, and you can see it happening with the Mar- with the Marvel uh, series right now at the moment, mm-hmm. what they've realized is if they do it week by week, then it gives all the content creators an opportunity to do a sort of checking in on episode one. What did everyone think? Yeah. Have you watched it yet? What do we think is going to happen on episode two? When you release the whole thing at once, it doesn't allow you to do that. And so I think the content creators have got a lot more clever about these things. Absolutely. And I think that's also, there's a real benefit um for just maintaining fans as well like because i know naturally you probably would imagine that like if you have to wait longer for something then you're going to be like you lose interest but whenever and i i know i have done this plenty of times but whenever there is an entire series for me to binge on netflix it just becomes something that i binge like it's just it's done in like three days and then i have to wait a year two years before I get the new one. And, uh, and that's, that's problematic in its own because by the time that I, you know, by the time the year has elapsed and I'm back to that, I'm like, I don't know what this show is about anymore. Do I even care to watch this? You're like, do I care about season two? Probably not. So, I mean, just even in that, I mean, that's a total tangent, but yeah. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. I, I mean, you know, it goes to the point of, of games being too long um, and, and that causing mm. you to have these these slumps. And look, I know there's there's people and Primark, I'm calling you out because, you know, you're a young <laughs> guy and you're just able to spend all this time playing games. So I'm going to call you out. <laughs> Primark uh, is a 17 year old little little man in our uh, community for anyone that doesn't know. And, uh, you know, look, we, he has the ability to play games and, and, and lots of younger people have the ability to play games at a pace that they want to play games. I, I just personally don't have that anymore. I, I And so long 80 hour, 100 hour games are going to cause me to have a slump because I'm going yeah. to forget how to play the game halfway through <laughs> yes. because I've had to spend two weeks away on a business trip. I'm going to forget what's happening and then I'm, I'm not driven to go back. <laughs> 
<laughs> such old man problems game. But I think that we one of the biggest things that we haven't mentioned yet is just other things happening in your life. I'm uh, I have kids. I have a, a career to manage. Um, you have a career that you're managing. You have hobbies that you want to do that aren't gaming. And sometimes you just get caught up in those other parts of your life and they take priority and, and that's okay. But it does cause a, a slump and it means that when you go back to the game <laughs> that you were playing, uh, you know, all of those mechanics are forgot. You forget how to punch, you, you punch citizens in the face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, there, was, there was a time where I, uh, you know, had been switching between God of War and Witcher 3, and I definitely went to pull up my menu in Witcher 3 after a long stint of playing God of War and punched someone in the face. Um, and then that town was very, very angry with me, and I had to reload. Um, but, but yeah, there are definitely other things that really get in the way um, of of forcing yourself to play games because it's not like, I mean, forcing, you know, champagne problem, forcing yourself to enjoy a game. But um, because I am late to the game, I have, you know, a whole life of other hobbies that I filled my errant time with before. And so I love to paint. I love sketching. I, um, I love reading like books are my, like my one true love. And, um, and so sometimes like, I'll just get into a really, really good book and I won't want to put it down so that I play games for another two hours and you can't do that simultaneously. So uh, that's definitely something that that will get in the way for me for sure. Uh, Do you have any hobbies that take place or is it just, you know, being an adult with uh, children? (laughs) Yeah, these days it's it's mostly um, it's mostly kids and work. What 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 are hobbies? I don't. Uh, no, I mean, look, I have the pleasure to do um uh, to work in a field that is for many people it is their hobby, which is music. Um, mm. And I get to work with uh, great people and uh, get to visit great places as as part of well, not this year, but, but generally mm-hmm. um, as as part of my job. So uh, I don't really uh, my hobby is my work. My work is my hobby. Um. Uh, so so. But yeah, to your point though, I mean, yeah, other sometimes games are are something that I want in my life. Sometimes they're not, and so that's a decision to have a slump at that point, and that's okay. You know, mm. we shouldn't ever feel because pressured, tro- yeah, yeah, and because we we you know because other people are playing games and they're finishing games, and because we have, um, you know, trophy lists and so on, we shouldn't feel the um. The, the obligation to finish games or to platinum them or to even you know play at the same time as everyone else it's mm. okay to be late to the game after a slump yeah yeah definitely um and yeah you know with that i think that is that is this week's episode but we just quickly want to touch on our community thank yous because this has to be done every episode because we've got the best community so thank you to everyone for your infinite patience with me while i'm figuring out what works for me whether that's my stream or what i can produce in a week um and and for all the lovely support that we've gotten with the last couple episodes it's been so great to receive your messages about you know points that you would like to add to the podcast because i know a lot of the time like we've all seen that meme of podcasts where it's like you feel like you're with your friends but it's a person like a real person laughing next to a poster and um and so we love having that that bit of back and forth and getting to hear all your ideas 
um, as well. And if you want to send more feedback, please, please, please do. And if you want to reach out for topics that you'd like for us to discuss, definitely reach out there too. Um, and Ned, do you have anything that you'd like to say? No, just my apologies for not being uh, more active within Discord <laughs> and within the community um, for all the reasons that I just mentioned. Yeah, two you're, you're ago. transitioning to a new job as well. Like there's there's <laughs> a lot there's a lot demanding your time. But but I but I have been checking in on Discord. I've been checking in with all that amazing food, all those really cute <laughs> puppies. Um, yes! It's it's such a you discord uh, <laughs> you've, you've you've curated a community of people that share all your passions which is all my values for our babies <laughs> absolutely um so that concludes episode three for us folks don't forget to join the community discord because as we've said it is a hoot you would absolutely love to be in it and ned is dancing as <laughs> as you know celebration for our awesome community it's the funky music yes yeah oh yeah we're all funky community as well um, but yeah so don't forget to join the community discord or visit redellygamer.com for updates and thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time on late to the game Bye-bye. Bye.